and welcome back to the Path Podcast. It is episode 52. I am Jason. Hey there, I'm Derek. And we are so glad that you have decided to join us this week as we continue down the path. Uh, we're going to look today at Judges 19, which on the surface, you look at it and you read that chapter and go, wait, what? <laughs> um, and, and it's one of those chapters that you're like, this can't be in the Bible. This is not, this is crazy. Um, and so... It is th- th- in the Bible, though. <laughs> there's a lot to talk about there, um, but but Derek had some great points yesterday as, uh, as he preached through this sermon of just drawing our attention back to our need for God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, again, thank you for joining us today. Um, and so, Derek, help us understand what what is it that we are to hold on to? Um, maybe if you want to take just a minute to sort of recap because it's a crazy story sure uh, or the beginning of a crazy story and um and then what are some handles that we can hold on to yeah so you know as as you helped us kind of transition a couple weeks ago yeah from kind of 30,000 foot view to just you know on the ground Mm -hmm. uh, level in the different households of, of various people we this chapter opens up with a new story of the household of a Levite. Now, we don't know his name. Mm-hmm. We don't know his secondary wife's name. We don't know her father-in-law's name. Uh, and no, we don't know anybody's name in chapter 19. Yeah. Uh, we do learn of one name in this whole story, which spans the final three chapters, and that's Phineas, and he's a uh, descendant of Aaron. Mm-hmm. And I think the narrator of Samuel, or, or which I think is probably Samuel, but the narrator of Judges gives us the name Phineas and his lineage to help us to see how far gone the entire nation of Israel is. Yeah. Even to the high priestly line of of Aaron is is corrupted yeah. and, and fully um, Canaanite um, Canaanized. Yeah. So. They, they've become just like the Canaanites. So this this bizarre story begins with people that are unnamed. And, and, and one, one commentator mentioned that, or they, they, um, they you know, supposed that the narrator of Judges didn't mention any of their names because he wanted you to, realize this could have been any Levite. Mm-hmm. This could have been any uh, woman. This could have been any father-in-law. Yeah. This could have been any um, any person in Israel. This was the story of every Levite, yeah. of every woman, of every um, how, you know, household. Right. Which I think it makes a great point to help us to see uh, that the God's people had become um, nothing like God's people at all. Yeah. There was no hint of godliness there, of, of following, you know, um, Yahweh. Uh, uh, you know, we don't, we don't even see worship of of Yahweh at all. You know, yeah. his, his name is rarely mentioned. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you and I had talked about yesterday kind of as we were debriefing after the sermon mm-hmm. about the fact that it's it's sad that in this chapter, well, in the, these last five chapters of Judges, how the, the people of God are acting in a way that 
you know, we had said that even the pagan Canaanites would look at them and go, goodness, yeah. man, what is wrong with these people? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, because in chapter 18, the Danites overthrow Laish. Yeah. And what we see is that Laish was, uh, they, they kind of lived their life. They were, they're quiet. Yeah, peaceful they were, they people. Were, they were Canaanites, but they were peaceful people. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the narrator is, is using irony to draw out that the people of God had gotten even worse than the people of Canaan of Can of Canaan. Mm-hmm. You know, that that they had become far worse than these pagan worshippers. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you see that with no question in this chapter. Right. right. That's why it's so grotesque. We did we didn't even read it number one because because of the way our services are. We have more children in our services right now just because yeah. uh, folks concerned about uh, COVID and mm-hmm. so like you can't even read this mm-hmm. out be just because it's so grotesque. Yeah, it's revolting, really. Yeah, and I'm not trying to say you know I mean, the word of God is sufficient and I mean all that. No doubt. But you know I, we summarized it and said, hey, read this at home um, because what the paths that these people take, these deviant paths, um, um, are atrocious. Yeah, atrocious. Yeah. So what you have is this Levite who's supposed to be uh, a priest mm-hmm. of the you know he's a he's of the Levite people they were the, the temple guardians the uh, you know uh, they uh, the, the tabernacle they they were in charge of worship mm-hmm. you know uh, for the nation of Israel well this guy is not where he's supposed to be either just yeah. like the previous Levite we talked about right. with Micah uh, the one named Jonathan. Yeah, and that's a that's a recurring theme mm-hmm. in these last five chapters that nobody is where they're supposed to no. be. Yeah, no, nobody's doing what they're supposed to do. Nobody's where they're supposed and to. And the be. narrator of Judges is helping us to see that. Yeah. To draw out these truths. Yeah. For us, um, so the Levites were not where he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. He's he's doing something he's not supposed to be doing. A Levite's not meant to have a concubine. Right. You know, I mean, uh, no one's supposed to have one, but. Particularly but a especially Levite. a Levite, yeah. You know, and here he is um, in an illegitimate relationship with a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the word concubine is thrown around, but it's basically a secondary wife. She decides to forge her own path and is in an illegitimate relationship with somebody, somebody else. Yeah. It's not her husband yeah. by this man. Um, this Levite wants her back so badly he goes out to search for her. Yeah. And this is the whole reason he's doing any of the things he's doing is to go and find her. Yeah. He goes to her father-in-law's house or to her father's house, his father-in-law's house. And then there's this kind of strange like, all right, I'm, you know, I've enjoyed the company. The father-in-law's like, stay longer. Yeah. And like he stays days and days and days and finally the Levite's just like, no, I have to leave. Yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah. And th- I don't think there's any particular principle there necessarily to draw out except for because of the way he leaves he leaves late in the evening yeah and he's he scoots on and he comes to a couple towns but these towns are canaanite towns they're yeah. foreign towns they're towns but see but the thing is in the, the commentator i was reading after uh Dan, daniel block said that you know, it's fascinating because they had lived amongst these people for right. for decades and for 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 a long for centuries for a long time. Mm-hmm. They've been living among these people, 
Um, and so it was strange that he's like, no, we're not going to that foreign place or whatever. Right. So he passes two of them up and then comes to a Benjaminite town, uh, Gibeah, mm-hmm. where the people of Israel live. The yeah. people of God live there. Right? right. And so he assumes it would be safe compared to this these foreign cities. Yeah. So he comes to there. He, he's in the, the city center. And another man who who ends up, he, he's a sojourner, but he's there, comes and says, hey, what are you guys doing here? Come into my home. You don't want to be here. Yeah. Like, you don't want to be out here at right. night. You don't want to stay here. So they takes him into the home. Um, these uh, men, these Israelite men, come and demand that the man be brought out so that they can uh, abuse him mm-hmm. sexually. Um so I told you it gets it gets crazy. Yeah. All that to say, he ends up sending out his wife that he just did this giant journey yeah. to find and promises, you know, father in law, hey, I'm gonna take care of her or whatever, and it was pleasing in his sight and all yeah. this kind of stuff. And he's like, Well, send her out instead. Mm-hmm. And it's just this crazy story, man. And then she's abused all night long and yeah. to the point is, that she dies. Is left for dead. And and she is is murdered by it basically, but yeah. she stumbles back and dies at the the threshold of this this benevolent right man that let them stay there. Um, so what do you do with all that? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you do with all? So that? I think Kim Kim and I were talking about this uh, yesterday afternoon. There's a very strong comparison here, or stark comparison between this story and then Genesis, like. Uh, 1617 mm-hmm. where with Sodom and Gomorrah yeah. and how and I think I think maybe the narrator's point here and I don't if I'm stepping on your toes here I'm sorry but we were talking about the fact that you know Sodom and Gomorrah is looked at as this this den of debauchery mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. to the point that like it's even sodomy is a crime mm-hmm. like that's a crime that's, yeah. that's that is on the books now and um and those you know those pagan people were they did horrible things, but mm-hmm. it's almost identical to mm-hmm. what happens here oh, yeah. in Judges 19. And yet this time it's the people of God who yeah. are committing those same crimes. Right. And I think that it's, it is it is heartbreaking to me mm-hmm. that, that that comparison is being drawn mm-hmm. here. Because the people who read this story would have known about the story oh, yeah. of Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh. And, and if well, you, Jesus in his ministry later absolutely. mentions yeah. these... Um, Tyre and Sidon, mm-hmm. these other towns. That say, he says, "Woe to you, yeah. because it'd be it's it's going to be more um, it's going to be more um, it's going to be better for Sodom and Gomorrah and right. in heaven than it will be for you because you yeah. had the truth in front of you and disbelieved it. Absolutely, yeah. And it's just so, I mean, people would have known those stories. Yeah, they absolutely would have known those stories, and so. To, to see that comparison drawn, mm-hmm. like to go back to the point we made at the beginning, that the people of God are so far gone mm-hmm. at this point that um, it, it's it's heartbreaking yeah. to see that. Um, and yet it's, it should also be jarring as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, I, you can keep going to your points, but but yeah. I think that... I and think I mentioned Sodom and Gomorrah yesterday mm-hmm. because, yeah, you see like Sodom and Gomorrah, those were pagans, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, people who did not believe in God. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, and here are these are actual these are actual 
people of God, Israelites. Mm-hmm. And and you're right, the narrator is helping us to see those things. Yeah. Um, so what are the handles? Because uh, we, we it, I wasn't as brief as I should have been. That's all right. No, that's good. But it's crazy. I mean, and, yeah. and we haven't even, I mean, it only gets It gets worse. Crazier. That's not the end of the story. <laughs> no, yeah. it only gets yeah. crazy. So we said, you know, uh, what happens when God's people become their own worst enemy? And that's that's the thing, man, is these people were so uh, far gone that they they were, um, you know, beginning to harm one another and not care for one another. And, yeah. And, um, and, um, and they needed God. That's the thing, man, is yeah. like they needed God, and they didn't in any way acknowledge that or care about that yeah. in any way at all. Right. And so that's, you know, that's kind of, you know, how do you preach a passage like this that that just doesn't tell you all the historical details, yeah. but to say, God, what do you want me to see mm-hmm. about my life? And that is, is that uh, I'm, I need God as much as anybody else, you yeah. know, I mean, left to all, my own devices, left to our own, uh, our own selfish ways, mm-hmm. we too We'll become our own worst enemy. We'll do things we don't. We'll forge our own past. We'll yeah. try to be our own God. We'll listen to the lie the devil has been telling from the beginning. You can be like God. You can yeah. know God, or you can be like Him and be powerful like Him and know things like Him. And and that's not a lie that we need to listen to. Yeah. But it's the lie we hear every day, right? On repeat, you know. And so, uh, I mean, there's there's. Um, flashing neon lights every day telling mm-hmm. us we can be our own God and be yeah. our own king. So we have to be cautious of that. We have to know right. that we have to give um, uh, our hearts and lives to Jesus. And um, and you would hope and you would think that this would not infiltrate the church, but just like the people of God were so far gone, in many ways the modern church, the American modern church particularly, yeah. is so uh, enamored with... Um, 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 advancement, uh, mm. or um, we we are so materialistic in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, we we are um, affluent, and mm. so we don't we are able and capable of taking most things into our own hands and coming up with solutions. We yeah. can even grow churches, yeah, without God's. Stamp right. of approval because you know there's formulas and you do this and you do that and mm-hmm. all this the people will come yeah and we, you know uh, we have to be cautious of that because we we need God this is about God this is not about man and and right. somebody uh, you know uh, advancing their own agenda yeah so we have to be cautious of that you know Dan blocks. Um, quote that I read yesterday, you know, saying that no book in the Old Testament offers the modern church as telling a mirror as this book. Mm-hmm. What he's saying is that um, the book of Judges is a commentary on the church today. Mm-hmm. He wrote that in 1999. Yeah. And um, he's talking about the global church, particularly the American church, um, not our church or right. every church, you know. Um, but we have to guard against that, man. We 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 create this. Um, if we're not careful, we create this celebrity type culture that l- raises and lifts up yeah. men and women above, you know, what God wants 
you know, God God is the point of this. Jesus is the point of the yeah. church. Not not Derek, not Jason, not yeah. not anyone else. Not anyone. Not 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 um, you know. Uh, some churches are run by chairmen of deacons, or you know, chairman yeah. of deacons. Uh, that that's not how it's meant to be. Some churches are run by pastors, and some churches, uh, um, um, big and small, people would like to say this is a mega church problem. It's not. It's it's a it's a I'm not depending on Jesus problem. Right. And so, yeah, we, we need to hear this. So we need to remind ourselves that this is about Jesus. Yeah. This is about God, and we need him. Uh, we need him to direct our paths, and then we'll see. Um, we kind of got a glimpse of we need him to fight our battles, not try to do it on our own. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think I think that it's, you know, this is a it's a tough thing to hear. Yeah. Um, I have no doubt that it was, it's a tough sermon to preach. Oh, yeah, it was not fun. Um, but I think that it's good for us to be reminded of our natural tendencies mm-hmm. um, because I think that most of us want to think and to your point like we have flashing signs in our face every mm-hmm. day that say no you're a good person no mm-hmm. you're you're, mm-hmm. you're gonna be you're gonna be fine you're a good person and the Bible over and over and over again says no you're not mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not a good person um, and 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 it does that in a way to show us not not to beat us down but to show us our incredible need for God. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. to have God's help. We mm-hmm. cannot make it through this life on our own. I mean, you know, Paul's very clear in Romans in several places, but but you know, Romans especially says that there's none righteous, not one, mm-hmm. not one who's righteous. And our natural tendency as as human beings is not toward God. Our natural tendencies is toward ourselves. Yeah. And um and so I think that it's mm-hmm. good to be reminded of that so that we do stay diligent to say, okay, mm-hmm. let me, my natural tendency is to want to go this direction, but I, I need to go this direction yeah. toward God. I need to be t- moving toward him. Um, and and um, like one of the things you said yesterday uh, is that um, you said we are, we are finite, limited beings who think we can be our own king. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that that is, I think, the human condition that we we think we can be in charge of ourselves. When, mm-hmm. But we have such a limited view of what's actually going on around yeah. us. Um, so we have to trust in God, who is infinite, who has mm-hmm. an unlimited view, and He can see the beginning from the end all at, all at once. And yet, we think we have a better perspective than mm-hmm. Him. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love the. Um, I had a, a professor in seminary who gave this illustration of. Um, now I went to a seminary in New Orleans. So we talked about the Mardi Gras parade, mm-hmm. and we are the person who's standing down uh, on the street watching the parade go by. We see one float at a time, or maybe maybe you can see two or three floats at a time. Mm-hmm. But then, and this is you know obviously a limited illustration, but God's view would be like God standing up in the tr- in the bell tower. He can mm-hmm. see the beginning of the parade and the end of the parade mm-hmm. all at once, and everything in between, um, and. And so for us to be standing down on the street level and saying, oh, yeah, I see everything that's going on, it's so, number one, it's so arrogant. Number two, it's, mm-hmm. it's really dumb mm-hmm. uh, to think that you have the whole perspective down on the street level when God is up above it all and can see it all. And um, and so I think for me, yesterday was a great reminder to to press into God all the more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, these are, to our point a while ago, these are God's people who are doing these things, mm-hmm. you know. God's people who are doing these things, but they were so far down their own path, mm-hmm. doing what was right in their own eyes, 
that they they had lost sight of the fact that God is still in control, mm-hmm. and they are not. <laughs> Uh, and so I think that, that having that reminder is really important for us, especially to, I, I love that, um, I love that, that your illustration or your, uh, has been vindicated by Dan Block mm-hmm. that we're using judges mirror. as a mirror. Yeah. yeah. Um, not that it needed vindication, but, um, but well, who knows, I may have gotten it from him early on. <laughs> who knows? I, mean, I, I forgot about it, but yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, it's, I think it's so true to be able to hold this up and say, oh my gosh, this this is my natural tendency. This could be me. This could be me. Yeah. And and so I think it's good to be it's good to be jarred back into yeah. line sometimes. Yeah, and that that's a great term because this is jarring. Yeah. You know? Um and it's not it wasn't you know, it's not like, hey yeah, I get to preach this today. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um but I mean I am glad to preach expository sermons that mm-hmm. you know, I can't you can't you can't skip over skip it. Skip over that. That's just Part of why I do that, mm-hmm. but you know, I I also have pause in preaching strong sermons like I did yesterday because even that, and even these truths, of what you're saying that we need God and that we're, you know, no one's righteous, no not one. Those have been hammers, sure, sure that have, people yeah. have used, pastors have used. Uh, it's it's social media memes all the time, mm-hmm. Christian social media memes or or posts or you know opinions that uh, it's like, see, look at look at that out there. You're mm-hmm. you're a dirty rotten sinner, and you need me to tell you that. Mm-hmm. You know, and people have advanced their own agendas that way. Sure they have, and yeah. that's not the goal of all that either. Mm-mm. That's that's a false way to understand it and false way to approach it, and it's not something we should gloat in that like. Well, we're a bunch of dirty, rotten sinners. Yeah. And that sounds odd to even say, but that people have done that. Sure. And they've used it to beat it over people's heads. Mm-hmm. And that's not the goal here. What we're meant to see is that uh, what we're meant to see, and these are truths. We're, we're teaching biblical truths. Mm-hmm. But those biblical truths are meant to help us to see the beauty of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The beauty of the death of Jesus. No, you you're not righteous. No, right. you can't do it. Yeah, this is only half fail. the story. You will fail. No. That's why you need Jesus. Yeah. Because Jesus has come in perfectly mm-hmm. without sin and accomplished all the things we can never even come close to accomplishing. Absolutely. Yeah. So that we can have forgiveness, redemption, and be made righteous. Mm-hmm. Be made perfect in his sight and in his eyes. Yeah. Not that we would continue in sin, and that grace may abound, but no, that we yeah. would say, God, make me less like me, make me more like you. Mm-hmm. Take away my faults and failures and humbly make me dependent upon you. And then we become like uh, I've heard many say, and one, one was uh, uh, D.A. Carson, but I've heard others as well say, then we become like we're, we're beggars. Mm-hmm. I'm not better than you. I'm just a beggar, and I found some bread, and I want you to eat it. Yeah. So that you can nourish yourself. Yeah. And and, and so I think we've got to do that, too. There, there's a lot of um, leadership abuse mm-hmm. right now in the Christian church, unfortunately. Yeah. Where pastors, where we, number one, we have lifted people to positions they never should have been in to begin with. Right positions of, of favor and excitement and mm-hmm. whatever, you know, oh, look at, it's, you know, this 
amazing preacher of God's word or this amazing uh, speaker or this person who's so awesome. Yeah. And when we've done we've done that. And then guess what? They're humans and they've fallen and have made mistakes. Yeah. But they've used oftentimes that power and prestige, not all of them, some. Sure. To inflict leadership abuse uh, using some of these same truths. And so we have to be cautious. Yeah, no doubt. And we have to say, this is not about me. Mm-hmm. I cannot have an agenda here. If left to myself, Derek, if left to myself, the Bible shows me that I mm-hmm. would fall and fail. I'd be a Samson, not yeah. a not a Deborah. I'd be a Gideon, mm-hmm. you know, cowering, and, uh, and, and God would have to use me in spite of me. You yeah. know, that's who I am Right. left to me but I come dependent upon the Holy Spirit who's mm-hmm. within me absolutely Jesus has saved me and God has said in spite of you I will use you mm-hmm. uh, and and and, um, and and I can't in some way think look at what I've done look at what I brought to the table yeah. because it's failed right it's always going to be failed and so I have to remember this mm-hmm. I need Jesus I need God I need to bow before him. I need him to be my king. I need him him to direct my path. Yeah. And so um it's it is jarring. That's a great word. Mm-hmm. It's all jarring. The story's jarring, but then the the inclinations of of who I really am and how much I need God is jarring too. Yeah. Yeah. But then I think too to your point grace is drawing as well yeah that that god's god this is us Mm -hmm. and yet god shows us grace Mm -hmm. and and it's one of those where you look at this story and go what but Mm -hmm. then you look at the gospel and go what yeah what i you're i get that yeah you i get jesus even though this is who i am Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and it's and it's right you're right i think that it's it's jarring in both directions. Yeah, it is. Um, and but it shows. I think stories like this and passages like this, books like this, the Book of Judges, shows us, reminds us, jars us into remembering the beauty of grace. Yeah, that that even though we are like this, God still loves us, mm-hmm. and He still wants to work in us. He still wants to help us see Him more. Um, and and I think that's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, it really is, and um, I think it's the point of all this, you mm-hmm. know, is that um, um, we don't deserve Jesus, mm-hmm. but we get Jesus. Yeah, and he offers himself freely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Derek, Good thank stuff, you so man. much. Yeah, great stuff today. I um, appreciate you sharing with us and, and reminding us of, of those things to, to hold on to and remember. Um, so we'd love to know what are your thoughts. Um, what have what have you been learning uh, through this book of Judges, through these these uh, sermons as we look at these chapters about uh, the people of Israel? We use it as a mirror. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at the path at lafayettefirst.life, or you can comment on this YouTube video uh, or on the podcast wherever you consume podcasts. Uh, But thank you for joining us today. Until next time, I am Jason. I'm Derek. And we hope that you will come back and join us next time as we continue down the path.